Parshas Vayera, Siyata Dishmaya. Ah, what a parsha it is. I want to skip right to the end of the parsha, where the parsha discusses one of the Asidus of Yiddishkeit, the Asidus of who we are. This makes up our DNA. And we're talking obviously about the Akedas Hitzchok. And the Torah describes to us in great length exactly what happened. And I want to try to derive some very, very important lessons, which I believe, as I mentioned to someone today, what is the Yisoyed of these Parsha Shurim? It's not giving you Pshats in Rashi, it's not giving you Pasha Pshat even in much of the Parsha. But the idea is basically to take one small Nakuda from the Parsha and try to bring it into our own lives to get Chizik from that which the Torah wants to tell us. So the Posik begins in the beginning of Perch of Base. Vayihi achar hadvorim ha'ile. Vayelahim nisa esavom vayumelov avom vayumehineni. So we know that this was the tenth and final most severe test that Avram Avinu received from the Rabbani Shalaylam. A tremendous test. A real test of character to be able to withstand everything he stood for and shecht or at least want or attempt to shecht his son because the Rabbani Shalom wanted me to do it. But before we get into that, what does it mean? What is the Torah referring to? When the Torah says, After these things, after these happenings, what exactly does that mean? After what? What are we referring to? After these things, Hashem tested Avram. After what? That's the question. So I want to start by giving a little bit of an introduction for a moment to understand, first of all, why did the Rabbanishim test Avram? Akash Bochel wanted to see what a Hashvayidi was, how much Koyach, how much Amunah, how much Betachan he had. So he wanted to test him. What was the purpose of the test? That's a real question. And I want to maybe discuss it as something in a little bit of the Hebrew grammar. The word test, there are two ways of saying it in Hebrew. You could call it a Bechina, or you could call it an Esayin. Let's understand the difference between them. What is a Bechina? A Bechina is like a math test. Right? You go, you're in school, everybody remembers, dreading that day when you're going to have a math test and the teacher gives you a math test. Okay. What's the purpose of a math test? What is the purpose of a teacher getting putting a piece of paper with a bunch of questions on various things and, and, and you have to fill out the answers and she marks them? What's the purpose of that? What is the purpose of a Bechina? You know what the purpose is? Not for you. It doesn't help you in any way. It doesn't make you a better person. It doesn't make you a better mathematician. It allows the teacher to know where you are holding. That's the difference. A beginner is not specifically... Like imagine, for example, take a car and you test drive the car. So you're testing the car, right? Before I buy it, I'd like to test the car. Okay. So does that make it any better? Does that make the car better when I test it out? No. That makes me have some level of understanding what this car is all about. That's a beginner. You know, teachers nowadays have taken this to a whole new level. Right? This is the way that they can take a child and just smash him down into absolutely nothing. Right? You take a test. I remember my, my wife went to one of the PTAs. It doesn't make a difference what school it was. I think they call it a PTA, right? They call it in America. They call it a PTA. And the teacher said to my wife, Oh, your daughter's doing terribly. Now, she's not. She's a Gavaldiga girl. She's amazing. So my wife said, what do you mean she's doing terribly? Her grades are so low. So my wife, Baruch Hashem, knew what to answer. And she said, oh, 
That's what makes someone good? Her grades? What about her Yiddishkeit? What about her Muna? What about her effort? What about her davening? Isn't that more important than the grades that she gets on the test? But unfortunately, we're living in you know, a generation where the success of a person is generally guided by the grade that he gets. A successful student is someone that gets 100. Someone that gets a 50. Ah! What is he already? That's the system that we live in. That's the, that's the success that we have based on whether or not the person gets a high grade. That's terrible. That's how, that's how we judge our children. Just because somebody has a beard doesn't mean he can go into Chinuch because he knows how to open up a Gemara and learn something. Rabbi Sai, that's not how it's all about. You know, I remember a Bacha came over to me and he says to me, you know such a Bacha? He's doing nothing in Yeshiva. Yeah, it wasn't his place to say that, but you know, Bessel Chutzpah. Yeah? He's, not, he's not doing anything in Yeshiva. So I said, really? You know where he's holding? You know what he's going through? Did you know what he went through? Do you know what we're working on? No. Success doesn't necessarily come from how many times you attended and your marks in life. That's what a beginner in the world is to see what exactly where you're holding. It's a terrible, terrible thing. I remember this. I have to tell you. tell you a moment of chizak that I received not so long ago. And it was the most beautiful moment of chizak. And that was when a bocha got up at my table in my house. And he said the following. He said, you know something? All these people that go off the derech, whatever reason, they've got this excuse, this happened to them. So I had the hardest life. And he tackled it. I've gone through experiences, I've had things happen to me that nobody should know about. And he's right. He tackled out a terrible, horrible life. But, he said, with all that, I withstood everything. And here I am today. And that got, they gave me such a chizak. Because often in life, we use what happens to us as excuses for what we do. And I wanna, what I want to get through tonight, the Izzah Hashem, is that that shouldn't be the case. So let's go back to it. Beginner is a test that has no purpose on the person doing the test, rather on the person that's giving the test. What's in a soyin? What's in a soyin? What happens if a person wants to drum? So he continues and continues to practice drumming. Is he getting better? Sure he's getting better. The person watching him who's seeing how good he is. Is he getting better? No. The person practicing again and again who doesn't give up, that person is getting better. That is the difference between a beginner and an Nisayim. The Rebbeinu Shalom gave Avraham Avinu in this week's parasha a Nisayim. Not a beginner. The Rebbeinu Shalom didn't want to see, ooh, let's see where Avraham is holding. If he's able to do this, how strong he is, where is his emuna? No. The Rabbi Shem wasn't looking to see where he's holding. The Rabbi Shem gave in an Nisayan to help Avraham Avinu. As the Ramban points out so prominently, that an Nisayan raises a person up. Because when you have an Nisayan, and we all have Nisayanus, as the Masilis Hashem writes, Kol inyone oilom Nisayanus heim lo'odom. Everything we have is an Nisayan. We're all put through Nisayanus. But we have to know how to deal with them. We have to know how to tackle them. We have to know how to understand them and how to grow from them. Because that's what happened over here with Avram. Avram was given a test for the reason that he would be able to become a better person. And the Torah over here is referring to what? The previous nine tests. 
that after the Rabbani Shalom put Avram Avinu through all the nine tests and he succeeded and he was Matzliach and he managed to conquer every single one of them with flying colors. Achad Rabbani says, I'm going to give you an assign, the last final assign. And this assign is going to raise you up to a, whole, a completely different level. And the Rabbani Shalom does this to so many of us throughout our lives. I'll tell you a modika medrash. Listen to this medrash. The Medrash tells us, and it's also again, it's a Medrash at the end of this week's parasha by the Akeda, where the Posik says, Perachabes Posik Dalibayim, Hashlishi Vayisa Avram, Esaino Vayaras Amoki Mirachoik. Avram saw the place from far. Vayom Avram al Naorov, Shuvulachem Poem Achamova, Aniva now, Nelchad Koi, Minishtachavana Shuvalechem. You guys, you stay here. I'm going with the lad. He's taking his son and he's going. That's it. That's all we hear from the Torah. We don't know any more details. We don't know why. But the Medrash come, comes and tells us exactly what happened. Listen to this Medrash. The details of this Medrash is unbelievable. The Medrash tells us that Avram turned to the people around him, his attendants, his Gaboyim, who were traveling with him and said, tell me something. As the Prophet said, We see the place from afar. He said to them, tell me something. What do you see? You see something? What do you see? So they said, what do you mean? <laughs> we see a mountain. There's no way we're going to be able to cross that mountain. It's a huge mountain. So it's over. We see a mountain. Okay. You guys stay here. He turns to Yitzchak, his son. He said, tell me, Yitzchak, what do you see? So Yitzchak says, I see a mountain with a cloud over representing the Shechina. Avram said, come. You come with me. Because many times in life, we have obstacles, we have challenges, we have misyonis. It's like a mountain. The question is, how are you going to perceive it? How are you going to look at it? Two people, said the Medrash, saw the same thing. Each one had a different perception of what it can be. It, do you look at it as a mountain? Or do you look at it as an opportunity? Is it an opportunity to become great? To do something? To overcome the challenge? And through that challenge, you become the greatest person in the world? Or is it a mountain? It's an obstacle. I, I, I just can't do this. I can't do this anymore. Remember, when I gave a series of shurim on Shovavim in a different place, a bocha came over to me and says, Rebbe, I don't understand. I'm an 18-year-old boy. I have tithers. Do you know what's on the internet? What does the Rabbani Shalom want from us? Why did he do this to us? We're sinking! But the answer is no. The Rabbani Shalom is not giving us a beginner in life. He's giving us an Esoyen. He's giving us an opportunity to rise up. He's giving ourselves an opportunity. Why does the Rabbanisham give us a test? Because he loves us. Because he knows what we're capable of doing. If you have a coach, for those of you that play football out there, you've got a coach of the team, and you notice that one guy always seems to be pinpointed to get all the push-ups. He runs around again and again. Nobody else, just him. He comes, he says, coach, it's not fair. Why me? What about everybody else over here? Why am I, I, I'm getting this challenge. What about everyone else? Give them the same thing. The coach whispers into his ears. He says, let me tell you something. You know why? I see in you something that nobody else has. You have something incredible. I'm giving you this so that you will turn into that star player. The Rabboni Shalom says the same thing to us. He knows us. He made us. He loves us. Greater than the greatest father can love his only child. And he gives you an assignment. 
because he wants you to rise up to the challenge. He wants you to try. And as many times when I speak to Bachrim who have various challenges, one of the things that I always mention to them is that the Rabbani Shalom gave you this challenge to make you stronger. You know, people have unfortunately tough times in marriages. It's not easy. It's a very, very big challenge. People have trouble with their family growing up. But you can see it so clearly. A person that managed, a person that fought it, a person that kept on going, is stronger than anybody else. Because he rose up to that challenge. He rose up to something. He became a stronger person. The Rabbani Shalom gave him the challenge in order to rise up to become a better person. That's what's going on over here. That's what's happening over here. That's what's going on with Avram. That's the Nisayim. And that happens in our lives. And how do we react? Tell your Mordecai was 12 years old. When he turned 12, he says to his father, I'm in Yushalayim. I'm surrounded by Gedolim. I know that our Mishpacha can invite some Hashem Rabbonim to come. I want to have a drosha. Not stam a drosha. A drosha. I want to learn it. Balper. I want to even understand it. Ah. And I want to say it over. So his father says, no problem. He sits down to write. Kiyadua, the famous Shagis Ariyat. And he writes down pages and pages and pages. His son nins the sugya backwards and forwards. Then he knows it by heart. He's ready to go. Comes the night of his bar mitzvah. He's a little bit nervous. Chashv Rabbonim there from the Cheder, from the Yeshiva. Family members, a lot of people there. But he gets up and he starts the drasha. As we know, the minig is, when a bar mitzvah boy gets up to say the drasha, you know, yeah, they, they sing him down. So after a few minutes, they sing him down and he sits down. So he's smiling to himself. Whew. Got away with this one. His Rebbe was next to him, says, okay, stand up, start again. He's like, oh, okay. So he gets up to the podium again, and he starts again. They let him do a few more lines than he managed to do last time. And all of a sudden, so he sits down. The Rebbe says, get up again. After four times, eventually the friends got the hint, and they let him continue the whole drasha. When the Vamitzvah boy sat down, he turned to his Rebbe and said, thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to say it, but, but why? I know, I've been to all the Bar Mitzvah boys, you know, of my friends, they don't do this. They sing them down, they sit down. Why'd you make me finish it? He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't angry, he just wanted to know. The other said, I want to teach you a lesson in life. Many times in life, there are going to be obstacles. There are going to be challenges. There are going to be times in life that are going to be difficult. Don't give up. Keep on going. Because if the Rabbanisham gives you those, it means he loves you, he cares about you, and what he sees in you is something incredible. Rabbi Isai, every single one of us, every single one of us, says the Masilis Hisham, are going to have challenges. We don't want them, we don't, we don't ask for them. But as the Masilis Hisham says, we're going to have them. The question is, what do we use them as? As the Medrash in this week's parasha clearly says, two people can look at two things in a different way. Do you look at it like a mountain? Or do you look at it like an opportunity? There are no problems in this world. There are only opportunities to grow. Thank you. Oh,